say, hey, 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 what's going on? We sure have been driving up to San Antonio a lot lately. Austin, too. Oh, I know. This week's dinner table, we lay out all the details about our trip, family reunion, to ACL, the big music festival in Austin, Texas. I'd say that's what's going on. I said fall was going to be fast, and it is flowing. Then, just a few days later, we drive up to San Antonio for a big farm-to-table dinner type thing fundraiser, and we talk about that too. As we get ready to head out to another farm-to-table fundraiser that we're going to tell you about on another day, we are busy. Food, live music, family time. So as usual... We'd ask that you pull up your chair because we've got a lot to talk about. I can name the times that I actually watched a, what I considered a horror film and then like really tuned into it. Okay, go. Memorable. <laughs> um, oh, fuck. I can't name anything. <laughs> What's the name of the hotel scare movie? Psycho. No, 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 not Psycho. No, Bates no, no. Motel. No, the um, where they're out in the middle of the mountain and it snows. Shining. And shining. The Shining. Oh, this is a fun game. I remember The Shining. The, the, the en- Ring. The, it engaged you. You were into yeah. the film. I remember Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, the Francis Ford Coppola one with uh-huh. uh, Gary Oldman. Yeah. Mm. I remember that we went to go see <laughs> right after I'd had a little bit of brain trauma. That was a C. <laughs> After your brain trauma, you said, <laughs> I just need to get out of the house. Let's go see a movie. Uh-huh. And the only I, thing that was showing. And I showed you the choices. Yeah. And you said, let's go to The Conjuring. The Conjuring. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Midsummer, hereditary. Yeah, but that doesn't feel horrific to me. Right. You know, like it gets built up to be horrific, but doesn't feel horrific. Hereditary is horrific more so than Midsummer, although Midsummer has horrific things in it. It's more of like folklore yeah. And that's also, I, you know, I was thinking about this. So it's hereditary, though, in this weird way. What they're doing in Midsummer mm-hmm. in Sweden mm-hmm. isn't abnormal within that community. It's well, horror because we have defined decent society and what they do with their elderly exactly. differently. Completely. They've named perverted. To They've be clear, it horror. I don't think that is an actual Swedish tradition. <laughs> right. No, this well, was... even in that story, it was a very specific tribe of people, Understood. and they were sociologists going to study them, like study their cultures. I come to the dinner table uh-huh. wondering what the first conversation might be, because <laughs> it's not planned. Never. I didn't think it would be this. <laughs> I was walking into a box store today. Okay. And as I was going in the door, a guy came out of the door. Oh, yeah. Full disclosure, it was total wine. But given all things considered, (laughs) all things considered, it was to purchase a special beer for this Monday's final recording of All Horror October. See, all this is on my mind. For beer and a movie. Yeah. His other podcast. A guy's coming out uh, with his basket, grocery basket, Mm -hmm. with a couple boxes What if he's listening right now, by the way? Then I want to have him on as a guest. Okay, perfect. (laughs) Guys comes out as I'm walking in. Yeah. Hey, Joe! (laughs) This happens all the time. I have no idea who this person is. I have recognized him. I have talked to him before. I do yeah. not know his name. People are good to me, though. They tell me there's something about me that they know they have to introduce themselves to me. So they start with their introduction. That helps me. So I did the classic, hey, what's up, brah? Yeah. No. Hey, hey, man. You know, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. 
I noticed when we were up at the Farfa farm to table dinner. Yeah. I'm one of those people that touches people. I always reach out and like connect. And then I say, Aislinn. To, like to remind them your name. Exactly. I because do that too. Because it's so helpful when someone does that okay, to me. First of all, your name is a difficult one. Well, it's easy. Once you hear my name, you know who I am. Like if I walked up to you, you won't forget me. It doesn't get easier than Joe. <laughs> but I'll still say, it's Joe Hilliard. Mm. Of course, of course, of course. And I, when people do that to me, I love it. Because mm-hmm. I can pretend that I knew that already and go, of course, of course, of course. It also helps because a lot of times I don't know their name, but I know that I know that I need to say hello to them or make sure that I have but reminded them that I'm in the room. was the familiarity. He knew me. Yeah. And I distracted from that who it was. by telling <laughs> a joke. Curious. I don't like that about myself. That's not something I do. I forget people's names. I'm not because I sure. wasn't in that situation going to go to someone who was so familiar with me. Remind me. I'm so sorry. Remind me your name. Yeah. I wasn't going to do that. Yeah. I will do that if it's someone that I know Sometimes, I've only met once. Every once in a while, you'll ask me. You'll say society needs name. Where tags. is that? Where, where Where is that person? Who? Who? And I'm I'm like. That one, I'm not 100% sure, but I think it's da 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 And you're like, oh, okay. Or I'll go like, is that so-and-so from such and such? And you're like, I don't know. And I'm like, what's their name? And you're like, well, I don't m- know. Well, it's more <laughs> common conversation around here is, Marsha who? <laughs> and you'll say, Marsha, you've met her five times. You, I get irritated at you because I'm like, seriously, Joe? I don't we like were that at all. this kid's wedding. <laughs> like... <laughs> And you're like, I'm sorry, I try real hard. We know a lot of people. When I'm at a social function, my most comfortable place is to find someone that I know already and then go off into a corner with them. Yeah, yeah, you do that. It's a lifelong thing. Yeah. But everyone says, I'm forgetful with names, but I need a good five, six connections before it clicks. And it's not about you, it's me. (laughs) One of the things I've learned, because over the years as I've developed a public voice, it was always really important to me to make sure that I knew people's names. And then I developed an even bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger network and bigger and bigger. And I got to the point where I was the leader of a farmer's market where thousands of people knew my face, if nothing else. And I realized I, there's no way I can do this, that I can remember all of these names Actually, Facebook has helped because it puts a name with a face. But then sometimes I've got the the face inside my head and I know I need to contact them and I can't for the life of me think of their name. That backfires when they have a sense of humor and use a funny name as their name. And then you imprint that face to that funny name. And then you don't know their real name. And you go, hey, what's up, Stinky Pete? (laughs) Yeah, totally. I'm just going to call you Pete here. Is that okay? Last night, Facebook saved me because I was in a group of people that I hadn't spoken to in person in a really long time. So I was having to pull names. Dang it. What's that guy's name? Dang it. What's that guy's name? And I was like, hold on. I can figure it out on Facebook. And so I like went over to the thing they do and then went over to the da da da. And I was like, duh, of course, that's their name. I've gone to Facebook to get spouses' names. (laughs) Someone called you Paul the other day. That's fine. One syllable. (laughs) I think it's it's the Jameson, you know. Probably. (laughs) We've got so much to talk about today, but I need to talk about something that I think everyone's going to be so excited to hear more about. This Saturday, October the 29th, an all-day event here at the farm, 8.30 a.m. to sunset, fall day at the farm. 
This is the second one we've done. It starts at 8.30 a.m. with an opening ceremony with some qigong and some meditation. And then we go through a full day of amazing presenters that are going to talk about things that are interesting to urban growers, urban farmers, homesteaders. How to get started. Small gardeners, small farmers. Just I want do chickens. some cool I've stuff. Got, can yes. you teach me a little bit about that? What should I know about bees? Trying to keep bees. You don't have to be a beekeeper, but you want to keep bees safe on your land. You want to have bees available for your flowers. we got our beekeeper coming out to talk. I'm going to talk specifically about regenerative growing. It's a fantastic time to see the gardens right now because there's so much regeneration being able to see it with your hands in the dirt. You can look at it. You can see the butterflies. You can see the things growing. You can see the breakdown that's occurring, creating regeneration. If you need chicken information, I will be giving the chicken talks. And he's got some big stories to tell since we've been here on the farm a whole year. October 29th, this Saturday. Mm -hmm. Justin Duncan, you guys, my friend from NCAT, he's going to talk about plant and insect identification. He's amazing. Come learn how to not kill things you don't even know what they are while you let wildlife-friendly land and gardens develop on your land. Come have lunch with us. Come see the sunset. Have a sip of the wine. This is a great opportunity to come to the farm. The weather's perfect. Plowman's lunch available. The whole thing. October the 29th. Get your tickets at acelandcampbell.com. Fill your car up. Come, come, come. It's going to be fun. So much fun. Okay, I want to play this clip for you from last week's show. Okay. Are you excited about this weekend? I am excited about spending the weekend with my children. Okay. Are you excited about going to ACL? No. For the very first time since pre-pandemic? No. I had a great time. It was amazing. I had a really, really fun time. I went in with the attitude that I was going to show up and dance and have a good day outside and spend time with my children in Austin and that I was going to look at Austin because I hadn't been to Austin since 2019 and I had felt that I had grown a little bit of angst or, or irritation at the whole concept of Austin. So I needed to look at it again, you know, and I had a great, great, great experience. Do you know what it was different for me than every year we've done it before? I wasn't looking forward to any bands. Exactly. There was no expectations. Jack White wasn't playing at right. the end of the night or some act that we would be flocking to. I was excited about Pink, but somehow like people had kind headliner. of talked to me out of being excited about it. But I don't know why, because it was so fucking great. It was so great. Yeah. She was the headliner on the way at some point. I can't remember when you said, what if we just don't schedule and kind of ride the vibe? That's always my story, Joe. Well, even the podcast is getting better because we're just riding the vibe. Well, I was going to tell you that that coupled with the non expectation of bands, coupled with what you said last week, I'm looking forward to spending time with the kids. Yeah, totally. I was able to approach this one different. Yeah. I think, and I'm glad that that happened. I think when you begin to sit from the observation deck of life a little bit more, it becomes very, very interesting. Right. And very fun because you are sitting back watching it and engaging in it as it flows to you. And even the bumps in the road seem to flow by a little better or they don't come at all because we were observing from the outside anyways. Yeah. 
Oh, I don't even know. I had such a good time. And that's all I kept saying. I just kept saying it over and over and over and over again as we walked out, as we walked to the car, as we went to the place to eat. I just had so much fun. I just had so much fun. That was just so much fun. That was so much fun. I had so much fun. I just, I couldn't stop saying it because it's the truth. It wasn't an official unanswered question. Uh-huh. But we did stop and get you shoes. Oh my God, my shoes, you guys. They were like, everything was a story. It was so fantastic. I got rainbow colored Tevas with big, thick, bouncy soles that I bounced in all day long. And they were so much fun. We have little routines. Yeah. And if we go through San Antonio on the way to Austin and someone needs shoes, <laughs> yeah, we go to Whole Earth. They have my brands. But our intention was to meet the kids coming over from College Station yep. for a late night dinner, yep. knowing that we were going to grab some kind of snack on the way up. Oh, yeah. And you searched all through this kind of like big shopping mecca yeah. for a place for us to eat. Got to be, it's particular with my diet and what Savannah's going to eat and like and be into. I saw a place that had sushi. I go, is this one of those things? It's like that dim sum. It's like things are coming by on a conveyor belt. Yeah. And I don't know, but it looks fun. I think Savannah would like it. And it looks fast and we're kind of in a hurry. So it set the weekend off on <laughs> such an amazing a fun adventure, place. silly, fun adventure. You're right. You're in booths and going by you at all times is a conveyor belt mm -hmm. built into the wall with plates and descriptions. What are we... <laughs> a robot delivered my drink to me. Savannah and I just both kept going, this is a lot. Yeah. This is both of us. This it, is a lot. It was a lot, but it was wonderful. <laughs> it was cool. Robots are interesting. It was put, like we went to a there show. There was a trap door for your plates. <laughs> yeah, but, and they were like coins and, and they counted. The, you're right. It was <laughs> like, amazing. It was great. And the robot showed up with your, your drink. And then you had to I reach up future. onto the conveyor belt. You have to drive it fast. And, and we didn't know how to do it. What but do we do? And then we had to call the waitress yeah. over to teach us how to get the thing up. And it was wonderful. It was so silly. We filled up our belly a little bit and got all the way to Austin. Yeah. Savannah really wanted to go thrifting because Austin thrift stores are next level. Yeah. They're bigger and better and nicer. And on the way there, I got a message from my 18-year-old daughter who lives on her own and is at college that she left her clothes behind. <laughs> okay, ladies, even gentlemen, you know what I'm talking about. The perfect festival outfit. You have gotten it ready. You've got your sensible shoes. Mm, everything matches. Everything is ready to go. Your hat, your sunglasses. And, then and you that's what's left behind. Leave your outfit mm. behind. And she's already a little bit like stubborn and challenging when it comes to like the perfect comfortable cool clothes perfect they have to be her style so we go into that store and i am like blazing through that i showed my prowess as the queen of thrifting this weekend because i walked away with like i spent a good hundred bucks i don't know what the kids did but i bought clothes i moseyed off next door is that that's not even a thrift store out now we've upgraded to vintage store. Well, the, the thrift and vintage stuff in Austin has shifted to where LA started going a long time ago, where there's a row of thrift stores. And it's not like it used to be where it was like, yeah, you're getting a little bit better quality stuff, but it's still thrift store prices. It's still right. Austin prices. So I saw up on the wall, a Wu-Tang yeah. t-shirt. Uh -huh. And the whole wall had t-shirts all over it. Yeah. Great bands Super from cool the shop. 70s and 80s and 90s. And I thought to myself, if that's a small, I can pick that up for Aislinn. What a great gift. You love the Wu-Tang Clan. Mm. 
So excuse me, what size is that? Because if it's your size. Yeah. She goes, I don't know, but it's ridiculously expensive. <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. And at that point, I'm like, well, hey, fuck you. You know, I mean, <laughs> what are we talking about here? And I say. Of course, uh, if it was like 50 bucks, she'd have been like, no, thanks. <laughs> she goes, no, it's like $750. <laughs> I said, I will not be buying that. Yeah. And I left the store immediately. <laughs> yeah. I almost ran. She ended up getting nothing. She went to Urban Outfitters and bought the exact same pair of shorts. The next morning. That I had picked up at the thrift store the night before. It's just challenging, I think. Savannah came out with nothing. The kids, all the kids were like, the price is in this place. And I was like, well, it's not at the Goodwill bins. <laughs> it's Austin thrifting. It's Austin. We closed down all the thrift shops. Yes, we did. Literally closed them down. And Lillian said, I want Indian food. Yep. That was easy. You were trying to talk everybody into. in the room together meal. I just find it so fascinating how Indian food became the one that all of our six family members eat. Well, one of my (laughs) friends from the recent Port Aransas reunion weekend Uh suggested nasha. Yeah. I've been there before, Indian Tex-Mex fusion. Uh Uh-huh. Perfect. Yeah. East side of Austin, painted house. They have a full bar. You know, so that was fun, but it was like margaritas with cardamom in them. Right. And enchiladas with tikka masala. It was great. Of course, we got the, the basics were available too, you know, regular cur- all the regular curries that we love so much. Spinach paneer. Yeah. Tikka masala. Yeah. The boys had a good beer. You had a good beer. I ended up getting a margarita, but I didn't really drink this weekend at all. Like, I think that was it, actually. It just didn't... It wasn't attracted to it. Oh, I think what you learned that night was that just because this meal is special doesn't mean the drink's going to be. Right. Or just that I even needed it But at place. ACL, yeah, I guess you didn't have no, one. No, there was no need. Anything, right? Nothing. Because yeah. they had Waterloo bubble drinks. Uh, ACL's was great for everything, it, honestly, it, just the whole experience of it. And I said it again. We've been to ACL many years. The last time it was 2019. It's part of our relationship, an annual thing. Now it's become a part of our relationship with our kids. So now it's a reunion annual thing. We have our complaints, but Austin City Limits still does it right. They're still moving people in the correct ways. They're still learning. They're still creating a bubble of safety around Zilker Park for two weekends for three days in a row. Even in a crazy, crazy, crazy developing busy city that Austin is becoming. They're still doing it. I was curious what the crowd, if they would see some kind of notable shift. Since we haven't been for three years and the pandemic happened in the middle. I saw a notable shift, but I wouldn't say it was toward the things that to me feel restrictive. Opposite. No. That's not a real word. Opposite is what I meant to say. (laughs) I do like what you want that was, was the I, theme yeah, was you guys say, exactly that know that. this podcast do what you want was the theme of the acl path we took now that might not have been every musician but every group we heard they were all saying the same message but the crowd certainly came with i'm gonna do what i want dress how dress, i want yep. wear this on my head or my feet or my elbows or whatever Whatever parts of my body I want showing. And in this place. I don't think there were any female. No, I think there were some female nipples showing. There were some female nipples showing. I did not see a dong. Although Lil Nas almost, he he didn't almost show us a dong. One of his twerkers almost showed us a dong. 
That almost happened. That was fun. <laughs> the headline is ACL dong free. In case you I were wondering. I don't know if that is the headline. I mean, do, there, there might have been some people there that would have loved to have seen the dong. Okay. You just know. You're just enjoying saying that. <laughs> but the food was excellent in terms of what the options were available. In terms of non-alcoholic choices, they had bubble waters. They had coffee drinks. And then over in the serving line, they had all different other kinds of drinks and things you could have gotten that were non-alcoholic. And so that was great. And of course, you've got your hydration station, so Mm -hmm. you can keep your water full of water the whole day. So no, no, I didn't need alcohol. It wasn't necessary. So I could do what I wanted in like this comfortable, safe space. Even the food I ate there was something that wasn't going to be harmful to me. And that's a big deal because... It's so hard for someone like me to go to public festivals and things like that because the types of food they give and the way that, you know, crowds interact, it's just not, I don't really want to interact like that. ACL is so different and it always has been, always has been. It turns out that I left my outfit shirt at home too. (laughs) It was like a running theme of the weekend. Thank God I'd brought my salmon linen shirt. Oh, God. You were so handsome. You were like the coolest 50-year-old that existed at ACL. I'm not looking for that at all because I know that's not true. Until I put on my bucket hat that you gave me that says Corpus on it in awesome embroidery. Corpus Christi. He got a compliment, you guys, straight up. I like your hat, man. Yep. Uh Uh-huh. There was a lot of other compliments. There was a lot of vibe of compliments. It was a very positive space, my point. You can do what you want. And in this place, no one's going to judge you for whatever. Not only could you do what you want, but you were like applauded for doing what you wanted. Right. What a free (laughs) and amazing way to live. My partner at one point was doing handstands in the middle of a concert. What else do you do when your head gets a little turned upside down? According to the rest of the crowd, you don't do that. But you could do what you wanted. (laughs) And then like a circle (laughs) would form around you. (laughs) It's not a perform. That's that's not a performance art. That's just a part of who I am. Maybe it is a performance art. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Maybe it is a performance art. Maybe that is who I am. I mean, I have been thinking about that a lot lately, that just like the person that who I am is the art, you know? We decided to not see Death Cab for Cutie and to see Lil Nas X instead. Lil Nas X was awesome. Because the kids said... Because the kids were going to go, Lil Nas X is the one to go to. Lil Nas X. Yeah was amazing so good you guys such a great show that was fun at the beginning of the day mm-hmm. smaller crowds yep smaller acts we got there early this year guys because what else were we going to do and everybody was there and ready to go and yeah we got in at like eleven thirty or something ridiculous right. like that we went straight to habibi yeah that was really cool Didn't know anything about them, Mm -hmm. just walked up to a stage that was playing music. And they were on one of the big stages, actually, at this time of day, which is cool, because they're all nice and spread out. The band is led by a girl that's Iranian. And And when we walk up, she's talking about that. Right. And I leaned over to you and said, hey, it's all coming full circle. When we talked about morality police a couple weeks ago, this was the topic that you had brought up. See, when we walked up, it was, you know, great music and beautiful women yeah. and in these really cool red outfits, not like red, like red rock star outfits. And they were like, so we just wanted to let you guys know that we're Iranian and I don't know how much y'all know about what's going on in Iran right now, but uh, there's a revolution going on in Iran right now and it's really about women's rights. 
And she didn't say anything else about that. No. She just went on to say like, like a and now I'm going to sing uh, my song. And this next song is in Farsi. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. So yeah, whenever she got up there and started saying that, I was like, okay, so you know that revolution that she's talking about. That is literally what sparked that morality policing conversation with me. For a few weeks ago. Yeah, because... Right here, when I'm saying, when I'm saying them literally say morality police, the morality police, the actual morality police Mm -hmm. killed this woman because her hair was showing. And then come back to the United States where the same folks are talking specifically about women's rights are then saying things about cursing and how basically... If you're cursing, you know, you're not a Christian, you're, you know, like the same people saying these same pieces of stuff. And Mm -hmm. that just, how can you separate where in one part of the world we're killing women for their hair showing, but then over in this other part of the world, we're taking something so trivial and saying we're not morality policing. Real morality policing are those life and death things. Right. No, 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 no. It trickles all the way down it, to the littlest thing. It absolutely does. And so it's really great to see right. that Stumbled and to connect on it, connect on it and talk about it a little bit and mention it to the girls, you know, because the girls are really trying to find their way in this whole women's rights things that's going on and how they feel about it. And how do I feel about it? Because... They're hearing me talk about it. They've been hearing me talk about it their whole entire lives. And now maybe they're seeing that maybe my political stance is different than what they expected or they don't know or they're confused or they don't understand. And so what is this women's right part for them and where are they going with it? And what do they want to make the choices they're making? So it's fun to, ooh, to have those little moments like that this weekend with them. On the way there, we were all in the same car and I had the ACL playlist Spotify on random. Yeah. And we heard a Neil Francis song. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. And Hunter was the one that really, his ears pricked up. His yep. favorite, or one of his favorites is Tame Impala. Yep. Who we did see at ACL. Yep. 2019. I love Tame Impala. Right. It's a electronic vibe, mm-hmm. vibe music. Yep. Totally. And this guy, you know, with the conversation we were having was, is this guy a Tame Impala ripoff? I know he's just he's being inspired by, you know. Yeah. So all six of us landed at Neil Francis. And that yeah. was like the find of the whole concert. It was fun, for sure. Because I've listened to a bunch of Neil Francis since. Oh, yeah. Interesting. It's just good background, low-key vibe music. Uh-huh. This is when we began to wander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We broke away from them at that point. We came up upon Ty Verdes. Yeah, I really liked him. That was fun. I liked his vibe. I liked, he has a song where he um, says, do what you want. Basically, right. like if this was the last day on the on earth. If you go into the show notes, I'll put links. It. I'll put those band links all up in the yeah. show notes right now. Yeah. And there's some songs on there. If you listen to alt radio, you'll, you'll have heard some of these, all of these people's music is up. Sloppy Jane was next. Yeah. The best part of that was the beginning of the show where she was using her instruments, her band to like make you feel like she was pulsing the crowd. It was really, really cool. Yeah. I like that part of her show. We didn't stick around there. No. We wanted to go get some shade. Yeah. That's when yeah. you stumbled upon your gluten-free dairy-free popsicle fudge sickle chocolate covered that so yum you guys that's the best ice cream i've ever eaten (laughs) and i got brussels sprouts (laughs) those were good those were good (laughs) when in austin get brussels sprouts we could have eaten more food but somehow we never got back over there we didn't we We were just took our place under the tree yes 
because I was so excited to see Disco Cowboy. Like I had gotten it into my head. I'd kind of followed these guys on Instagram beforehand. And then I was like, these look, this looks fun. I, I'm telling you, I had it in my mind. I was going to dance today, that day. I knew I was. I was planning to dance. This is when I noticed how well they'd manicured and mulched all of their big trees. Yep. There was like seven, eight inches of mulch under all those trees. Yep. In these big circles. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's where all the shade was. And underneath the tree, it could be a soft landing spot. Pull that blanket out of our backpack. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, the backpack. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> You listened last week. Uh-huh. You can tell you our whole game plan. Yep. You we haven't been in three years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Way someone asked a question about, can I take in my spray sunscreen? Or I can't even remember. Yep. Yep. And I'm on uh. the website. Uh-huh. And it says fanny packs... Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. This is exactly the way it was at Moody Center when we went to Jane's Addiction, by the way. I just don't think you were paying attention because you weren't carrying your purse. <laughs> All bags above a fanny pack size uh-huh. must be clear. clear. Mm-hmm. 12 inches by 12 inches by 6 inches. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, my whole plan is ruined. <laughs> I don't have the correct bag to take in the essentials that we need. Lily doesn't have her perfect outfit. Her whole weekend is ruined. Joe doesn't have his perfect backpack. His whole weekend is ruined. I mean, I didn't feel that exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying that I need to get another I need to get one of these. So the next morning, I'm up at Target. And found they have stadium bags for this purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this then, is not oh, new news, th- by the way, no, Joe. No, 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 this no. has been going on for bus then chasers like me there. for a while. <laughs> then we get there. Yeah, come on in with your backpack. Oh, yeah, I know. I was pointing it. It's all good. He- come on in with the backpack that you brought from home. Don't have a clear one. No worries. There were no rules. Everybody had everything. Now, next year, it'll be super enforced. I, who knows? Who knows? We'll bring both next year. Who knows? Cause, because worst case scenario, you roll your backpack up and stuff it inside your clear pack. And then and then when you get inside, you take your backpack back out. And you just put it back so we pull the blanket out of the backpack. We put it under that tree on top of that mulch right outside Disco Cowboy. Yes. With our Brussels sprouts and our popsicles. Yes. And our fun crowd around us. And Man, the breeze. everywhere we was want, a breeze right were there. Good. It was perfect. Good vibes. Everybody was happy, smiling. This one girl walks up to our area, like to her friends, and she's got this chocolate covered banana in her hand uh-huh. and she's holding it. And I can hear her, like, I can't help because I'm an observer. I'm listening. I'm people watching you guys. And she walks up to her group and she's like, I was trying so hard not to have the biggest smile on my face as I walked across the park with this giant chocolate covered banana in my hands. And I was like, I can't help but listening. I'm sitting here going, you should be, I would be smiling about this giant chocolate nut and chocolate covered banana in my hand that I'm about to eat. I felt the so same joyfully. way about my Brussels sprouts. <laughs> they were really good. They were good. They were as crispy as I like in that kind of but situation. But they were they had a really, really good flavor Delicious on them. Delicious sauce. Yeah, they did for sure. Disco cowboy. Danced. Nine to five. It was the first thing. It was so much fun. That was so much fun. At this point we are in full let the vibe carry you mode. Yes. We had a schedule. Available to us. <laughs> the schedule was going to be straight over to the front bottoms. Mm-hmm. He had a couple songs that I really like. Mm-hmm. But rather, we hung way back far from the stage. Mm-hmm. Enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But we talked and we watched people. Mm-hmm. And it was just it and was I just headstands perfect. and qigong and whatever I wanted to with myself. 
We knew we wanted to catch Lil Nas X. Like, I don't even know how to explain how much it, it fun was, this was. It was so good. It was a show. It was a piece of artwork. You, that's right. He put on a show. It was dancers and he it was scenes. Do... It was three acts yeah. and it was costume changes. Big video presentation. It was great. Yeah, it was, it was so much fun. He's now like the third or fourth hip hop act uh-huh. that I will get into and learn the music uh, yeah. after I've gone to ACL. So you guys that are Kendrick like, Lamar was who's that Lil Nas X? Who is this person? You should he definitely did Old go Town listen. Road. Old that Town was the Road big, the big one. one. Like, that was the biggest song for whole, all summer. I thought everybody knew that ago. song um, because it's been played on like commercial. Like it got yeah. picked up really, really It went really, on country really radio. Wide. It went yeah. on pop radio. And he played radio. with Billy Ray Cyrus and like right. a whole thing was going on. But his very last one is um, well, 20 foot Star metal Walker. horse came out. A 20 foot metal horse came out, you guys. And then, the, and then it was the... Uh, Marie Antoinette, yeah. like the French uh, with the big hair. Yeah. And then there was the twerkers. And right. then I, he like got, had to get people off the stage because we were about to see some flopping. <laughs> he said as much. <laughs> oh my God. It was so much fun. Lil Nas X. He was great. Go check him out if you haven't yet, you guys. No, fun, P- fun. Pink would be two band slots away at the same stage. Right. And the War on Drugs was the next band that we were going to go see. Yeah. And rather than push into that crowd. It's dark at this point. Yeah. We want to go backward to Pink. Yep. We kind of just hung in that. Pink's going to be a huge crowd. Yeah. We just hung in that halfway spot. Yep. Enjoy the music. Watch the people. Yep. I could have done that for infinity hours. Watched and watched and watched. So much fun. Yep. Smiling. People were so happy. You know, as people walk by and they would just look at you and you'd look at them and they'd smile. And it was just such a nice vibe. It really was. And then pink. (sighs) That was better than I could have ever imagined. Like my expectations for ACL were not meh. And for whatever reason, I I love pink's music. I love her songs. I always sing along when she comes on the radio. Mm Mm-hmm. And, of course, Pink, one of the big things she does in her shows in these arenas is um, a lot of aerial acrobatics. Yeah. She's on wires and stuff. And she so, played for a long time. Mm-hmm. She played a lot of songs. She played, like, five cover songs. Fun. Sing along. The whole crowd sang. Yeah. Everyone sang, like, the whole concert. I guess the last 10 minutes or so was the aerial part. Literally going in a huge circle right above our heads. Over our heads. Yeah. I was telling my mom when I was telling her about it because I knew she would be excited. Because, number one, I recorded the whole Bohemian Rhapsody, the crowd and her singing and everybody singing because I knew my mom would love that. Then I was telling her that she sings that Sunshine song, whatever her Sunshine song is. My mom loves that song. And then I was telling her, okay, about the flying stuff. And I was like, I want to get, I can see the, the wires. I want to get under it. I felt so good. I, I like posted up and I said, I'm setting the vibes right here. These are my people that are going to go right here around me. And it was chill, right? It was good. The people over there danced. The people back here were good. I was trying so hard not to hit people in the head with my da- with my big old Stetson hat. Because I danced and danced and danced. And she flew right over her head like a pixie that I could reach up in the air and touch. It was so much fun. And the same thing I said about watching Perry Farrell and the Smashing Pumpkins and like these older men and these older pe- folks. Not that Pink is that much older. I mean, she's like my age, literally. But the thing is, is to see them at this age now, loving their life so much. Just look, you guys, look, you know, and talking about all the shit they've gone through and that being a celebrity is a thing. 
It's a job. Oh, Imagine, it's a different set of skills that right, yeah, we don't understand. All the things that they have to know sure. to get through it and to come out on the other side, like fully functioning, well-developing, halfway decent people. Right. Like Pink. Right. She's a great, like she's happy and she's laughing and she's falling down on the stage and she's making jokes and she's talking about her kids and it's real. But also... She's fucking she's, pink, and, and she did yeah. this a week ago, and she or two nights ago, and she does she's this all the time. She's putting on a show too. This is her show. This is her show. I loved it. I had so much fun. I danced the entire time. It was girl power, cool shit. She sang Four Non Blondes. What's going on? I couldn't have screamed What's Going On louder. Possibly, I could not have. It was so much fun. It was good. She sang Bobby McGee. You guys. She sang like every song Aislinn would ever want to sing at a concert. <laughs> It was so much fun. It was so much fun. My cell phone told me that I walked 8.3 miles. Mm-hmm. I had to have moved more than that, though, because I bounced a billion yeah, times. Yeah, I don't know how the cell phone picks up, like, dancing rather than I bounced walking. and bounced and bounced and bounced, so, I mean... <laughs> I remembered at the end shoes. of the night that at the end of these nights, my calves really hurt. Yeah. But about the time when I get back to the hotel room. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, no, I forgot about this. <laughs> and you've always got your deep blue, and I always, you know. See, I was concerned about my twerking muscle. Oh, yeah? How was it? Because I don't use a twerking muscle very Did often. Did you twist your twerker? Well, I put it to work. And then Lily's like, you were twerking, Mom? And I was like, well, a little Nas music. I don't think there's any other rhythm. I think you can only twerk to that music. I mean, that's what your body does. And then my body, I was like, oh, I'm going to show my age on this one. I can tell. But I was okay. I was very proud of my little strong sick, body. You didn't ask me to rub any uh, deep blue. No, on your I was feeling twerking. okay the next day. I took real good care of myself, and mm. I I'm healthy and I feel good. And and then I got home and I could slide into my super awesome bell bottom jeans that I got at the thrift store because yeah. <laughs> I'm the queen of thrifting. <laughs> we had a lot of breakfast. Yeah, we did late night after the show. Yep, and then we did the next morning. Everyone wanted brunch again, so yeah. we did. Yeah, breakfast is easy with our crowd too because it's eggs and whatever else anybody wants to eat at the table. Yeah. You know, like There's we a lot all... of French toast. Yeah, we have fallen out of practice. I got gluten free pancakes, you guys. You were very happy. They were really sweet. Yeah, at Kirby Lane, and I also got to have queso at Kirby Lane, yes. you guys. I told you that the answer to all of your problems is my nut cheese. It was cashew queso. Yeah. Credo's cashew queso or something like that. And I knew that Scratch Joe the itch. would be able to make another nut cheese joke sure. for the season. So well, what are we up to, like 9 or 11? I don't know. Point? Are we doing a dong count? Dong, da dong, dong. But we're out of practice on sharing food at breakfast. A lot of waste. A lot of orders of French toast. A lot of French toast sent back and eaten. Oh, that's just because at this stage uh, of life, we're not ordering for our children anymore. Yeah, These are adults and they should be able to know how to order for themselves. Back in the day, it would have been a zero-sum game on that throwaway <laughs> food. We always got it just right. Well, if nothing else, our chickens got it. Yeah. But we brought along a spare college kid that we love, and she had breakfast with us because um, our friend Mia has now moved into Austin area, and she's going to UT. So that, you know, what a great little fun tradition. You know, you know that my heart has seen me with a house full of teenagers long before I had a house full of teenagers. Right. And now I think that there's definitely a part of what I'm going through at this stage in life. I notice myself saying often, 
Well, what else are you going to do when all your kids are gone? Well, what else are you going to do when all your kids are gone? And I think that it's affecting me, them one by one, peeling off. I've already sent out the dates for ACL 2023. Good. I liked spending the weekend in Austin, so it was chill and spread out, but we were only doing one day at the festival so right. I could party my heart out. That's the thing, too. It's like I wasn't sitting days. there we going like, hard. oh, I'm going to, I'm 43 and I have to make it to tomorrow. No, I was like, I am going, I am 43 and this is today. I, if I die at the end of this day, I have done well. <laughs> at one point, I danced so hard that my Spanx for men popped open. <laughs> And I almost put someone's eye out. I don't own space. Donged, donged, donged. What? I said at the beginning of October that we were on the fast track. And part of me knowing that was I knew we were going to be making within three trips in a row, like San Antonio, Austin, San Antonio, Austin, San Antonio, Austin. Mm -hmm. And we drove up to San Antonio last night to Farm and Ranch Freedom Alliance's uh, Chefs for Farms fundraiser event right. that they put on at University of Texas San Antonio. You said, I'm going to go up to this farm-to-table food dinner fundraiser thing. I said that. That's true. And I, I said, did. okay. <laughs> Thank you. Let's go. <laughs> we should do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the most important thing that I want to say about all of it is that what I know about Farfa is that Farfa has won some fights that were worth winning. Yeah. And that's what I support. It's like a lobby organization for the local food industry. It's for small farmers. That's what it's for. And regardless of what public funding is coming out and what the groups of people in that group of people, for that matter, is supporting in terms of public funding, I have different opinions as it relates to public funding. But as it relates to what we should be allowed to do on our own land, the types of transactions that should and shouldn't be able capital to money value yeah. and uh, tagging licensing you know things like that i want to know that we've got an organization that is listening to what the farmers want sure and they are and you can tell that they are because they respond in policy by doing that and that's who shows up to support them too if you consider the current game and system Mm-hmm. One is not so naive to believe that big industrialized food interests have got a lot of money that is being used for lobbying yeah. and crafting legislation for the way the country and state eats. Yeah. In fact, people, and we did talk about this for a second last night, people literally don't know what seasonal food even looks like. People don't even know what actually grows in their area. So oftentimes when I'm talking about educating people, I'm not talking about educating your consumer that goes to the grocery store every day and that's the only place they ever buy their food from. I'm mm-hmm. talking about educating the people that are even closer than that, the ones that are actually going to the farmer's markets and the ones that are interested in the fact that there are some local farmers and local gardeners and stuff like that. When I get into that crowd, I know a lot of people up there and I was one of the conference speakers and leaders for years and on the board and hosted conferences here in Corpus Christi and our organization, the Strength of Grow Local South Texas stands on its own now. So it's an interesting time for me to get up there and to talk to some of those folks like I said, to support Farfa because Farfa fights the fight. And I'll continue to keep doing that as long as they're continuing to listen to what the farmers are asking them to advocate for. And then the chefs in San Antonio, I mean, this is part of what we're always trying to do down here in Corpus Christi. I'm a farmer now. 
while I used to be an advocate and I'm still an advocate, don't let's be real. But while I, my central job before was networking, advocacy, all of that, I'm a farmer now. And so I get to have a different point of view and a different conversation because I produce the food that the chefs are serving at these Sunday, when we go to Grow Local South Texas's farm to table fundraiser, there will be squash on the table and tea on the table and flowers on the table that I grew on my farm. This is the type of event we went to up there. Except that I don't know, seven to 10 chefs partnered with seven to 10 local farms, farms and they had to uh, use one ingredient essentially. So they did like tasting. They were tasting. tasting so we got to walk around mm-hmm. these tasting tables and I remember bison bulgogi, mm-hmm. yeah. elevated mac and cheese with raw milk. Yeah. Uh, I remember a beef tartare. I remember uh, a big a platter of honey thing. macaroons. Those honey Is it macaroons, macaroons or macarons? I call them macarons, but I don't know if I'm right. I think you can say both. I don't we haven't think had an answer question in a long time. And we we could dong it too. You know, we oh, like man. to dong things. Jesus. I really, really, really liked this honey macaron because it tasted. It didn't taste like a sugary, sweet, overly buttercreamy thing. It tasted like honey and butter. Honey and butter is all it tasted like. It was so damn good. Of course, there was some Texas local wine, Texas local beer, Mm -hmm. Texas local cider. I did partake in a glass of wine. I love how this has become the confessional. No, it's just, it's, I'm enjoying it because it's giving me a better indicator of what feels good to me and what doesn't. So a simple glass of wine, especially when it's handed to me with love, local, yes, One of the things that was kind of fun and interesting, we didn't get too into it, but one of the farmers that I know is a a veteran farmer, he is making a a vodka spirit out of Jerusalem artichoke and sunflower seeds. But Jerusalem artichoke was the main thing he said it was made out of. Oh, I thought he said that a Jerusalem artichoke is neither from Jerusalem nor an artichoke. It's a sunflower. It's a sunflower family. Got plant. it. Plant. Get to take a little taste of that. Yeah. Because that's part of the conversation we were having last night a little bit. It's like, what's actually available in our area? What should we, we be growing? What's a commodity that grows well here? Mm-hmm. Sweet potatoes. Yeah, we've learned about that one. I'm trying to teach more people about Roselle, the tromboncino. There's a big movement going on, you guys. There's a team of people that are in the background fighting, even if you're not paying attention to it happening. And policies, good policies are being fought and they're winning and you're seeing good advocacy occur there. And I'm happy to be a part of it. And I'm happy to support it. And I was really glad that we went. Thank you for driving us up there. My pleasure. We went to Trader Joe's. That was a little trip that we had to go on. I have been to Trader Joe's before. Mm-hmm. And again, in the context of where we live, we've got to drive two hours to get to a Trader Joe's or a Whole Foods or one yeah. of these things that you might have just just down your street. And then I can drive two hours away right on back down to the farm That's on right. the beach. And I love it down here. You've been going to San Antonio with your mom alone and y'all will make a Trader Joe's stop. This is the first time yeah. that you and I went to Trader Joe's together. Mm-hmm. So, so you got you, to see my speed through the... <laughs> well, as you're speeding through saying coffee, I know I want that. Mm-hmm. Soda waters. I know I want those. <laughs> Yeah. I'm taking my time a little bit you're looking and I come find you and say, gluten-free pancake mix. Yes. And you're like, well, I said, yeah. let's look around a little while. <laughs> this is a tankard of extra virgin olive oil from Italy for $3.99. <laughs> yeah. Put that in. Yeah. I said, hey, do you want the robot to bring us a glass of water before we leave? Because we're right around the corner from the robot sushi guy. <laughs> oh my God. I like our little trips. I like our little traditions. Living in Texas is awesome. It really is. 
It's good to be a Texan. I like living here. It's easy I like... to say that with this weather right now. It's good. Gosh, it's, it's so perfect. nice. The weather, the butterflies have been amazing in my gardens. Yeah, it's that third, fourth week of October where the weather always on on time is fantastic. Well, hey, while we're in this intellectual vibe, why don't you kick over a question that we can deep dive into? If you don't mind, I have come up with spontaneously random question of the week. Okay. What one single band would get you the most excited if they were to be announced for next year's ACL? Fuck. I have not heard of them. <laughs> what one single band would get me most excited? I don't know. I don't either. I mean, because you like, have to think of who are the stadium acts right now. That's who the headliners are, right? Yeah. Vampire Weekend would get me excited, but, we've but not seen as a, them. but not I don't care, but not as a headliner. No, I mean, yeah, I, I'm saying like Arcade Fire is a headliner. I would get excited about that, even though we've already seen them. I would love to see Beyonce. I would see that, Beyonce. Yeah, that'd be good. There's people out there I haven't seen yet that I would love to see, but I I don't know. I can't think because I've gotten to see you. That's I was thinking about that. Like you and I, one of the things about our relationship that has definitely been good for who I am. There's a lot of things, but this one particular thing may, I was thinking about music, seeing concerts, live music, seeing shows. I remember at one point in COVID, you said live music is the thing I miss the most. Yeah. I love going to music festivals. I love going to music shows. I like being in live music situations. I used to love hearing new, in, brand new indie stuff, mm-hmm. but that was when we were going through a really strong era of folk. I get super excited to see Neil Young. I haven't seen Modest Mouse. I would love to see them, but that's not something that's like, oh my God, you know. I'm I trying don't think, to think I have any bucket list concerts anymore. <laughs> like, it is weird that it's... I do Weird Al. Oh. Living in Texas is awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Dinner Table Talks. We will be back next Monday with a fresh episode. In the meantime... Hit us up on social media, send us an email, DM us, whatever. We want to hear from you. And we hope that you're enjoying the episodes as much as we enjoy creating them for you.